0: To you. Put that back right there. Well, it's good to see you this morning. Welcome uh, one, one more time. Uh, we are glad that you are here today. Now, I want to look back on a year that has brought us war, uh, it brought protest, it brought division, and brought all kinds of upheaval to the United States. But I am not talking about. 2022. I am talking about 1968. And in 1968, there was all kinds of upheaval going on in our nation. Uh, we were thrust into a war in Vietnam. We had racial division. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated on that year. And so there was all kinds of upheaval happening in our nation. And uh, you look back and you say, you look at the division that we've since today, maybe in this past year, and you think 1968 might have been a good reflection of, of, of where we're at now. But on Christmas Eve 1968, there were three astronauts who had a mission to orbit the moon. And Apollo 8 became the first Uh, manned spacecraft to orbit the moon and bring these astronauts back. And these astronauts were Commander Frank Borman, uh, Pilot James Lovell, and Pilot William Anders. And before they went up on this mission, I think they, they took off on December 21st. And NASA told them, they said, listen, you're going to be orbiting the moon on Christmas Eve. And so we need you to say something. There's going to be uh, a, a televised address, so you're going to speak to the world, basically. Uh, the most people that had ever been spoken to in, in one instance on television, they said, you're going to speak to the world, so you need to say something appropriate. <laughs> and they, they felt the levity, the, the, the gravity, the weight of the situation uh, kind of hit them, and they were trying to figure out, what do we say? What do you say when the whole world is watching you? What do you say? And with it being Christmas Eve, they asked a lot of different people uh, before they went up. They said, we knew this was going to happen on Christmas Eve. And, and one of the astronauts' wives says, listen, why don't you just start at the beginning? And that's exactly what they did. And I want to play you a, a, a short clip of that telecast from Christmas Eve 1968. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It was very fitting that that was absolutely appropriate, that on Christmas Eve they would start at the beginning. They would go to Genesis and begin to read the words of Scripture where God says, let there be light. Where there was darkness and where there was chaos, where there wasn't life, God stepped into that and began to speak life. God stepped into the darkness and began to speak life and light and God still steps into the darkness and speaks light and life to us today and that's why we can look back just like the Apollo 8 mission and this this crew and look back and say you know what God you're still stepping into dark places and no matter how this year maybe has seemed dark in a lot of different ways and maybe uh it it becomes uh you know more than just what 's going on in our nation as a whole, maybe you feel that on a local way and in and, and your home, maybe there have been difficult things that you 've experienced and sickness and and maybe there have been some things that you 've just had to walk through this year that have seemed like man, darkness has just kind of closed in. I stand here today and tell you that Jesus is the light of the world, and Jesus steps into dark places still, and this is exactly when we can come to scriptures like Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, and I, I'm going to just read it off, off the screen there if we can, Steve. And it says right here, it says in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. Almost 700 years before Jesus came, there was this prophecy, this, this calling out for light to come into a dark place. And we see that through Isaiah. He's this, this, this prophetic word. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. And this is maybe a very familiar passage that, that maybe you've heard, maybe you're reading tonight or maybe tomorrow with your family. And I encourage you to do this. It says In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Anybody who need some good news? He says, Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I love that. Not just the smart people, not just the rich people, not just the well-connected people, for all people. And he goes on and says, For unto you, is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That is good news. And the good news is that Jesus steps into our life, and Jesus steps into our darkness, and Jesus will step in and come close to us even if it seems like we've been distant. And I love that. I love the fact that it doesn't matter what's going on, that any time that we feel that we can stop and say, Lord, I need you, he's close. And then we go to John, John chapter 1. And John's gospel is different from the rest of the gospel's uh, Christmas story. John really kind of retells; he almost recaps in a way and captures the sense of what was happening in Genesis. He he goes into telling not just a creation story but a recreation story, that what God wants to do is not just bring... uh, uh, goodness and light to his creation but he wants to recreate our hearts in a sense and so john starts he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and he was in the beginning with god and all things were made through him and without him not anything was made that was made and in him was life and the light life was the light of men And I love this, and this is where I just want to stop and read this, and it says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's good news. That is good news, that even though when it seems that we're surrounded by darkness, darkness does not overcome light. I don't know about you, but any time that I have stepped into a dark room and I've hit that light switch and the light comes on, it, it doesn't seem like there's a fight between the light and the darkness. Darkness, darkness always is dispelled, and light overtakes darkness. Any time that I turn on a flashlight, any time that we turn on the nightlights, right, and, and we're walking someplace, I remember when I was in college, we went, in, um, we went spelunkering. Anybody know what spelunkering is? In my dorm, we took about 100 guys from my dormitory, and we went and spent the night in a cave in Sweetwater, Tennessee. And uh, so we stayed in this cave, and it was so dark down there, and you couldn't see the hand in front of your face. And I remember that they took us down through these little caves and these crevices, and, and you couldn't see anything. And the only way that I knew how to get out was to try to hold on to the person ahead of me and look for the flashlight ahead of me and look and follow the light. See, the great thing is this, is that light has broken in, and Jesus breaks into our darkness. Jesus breaks into our darkness and lights up our world for us. He lights up our world spiritually, emotionally, relationally. In all these ways, he comes and, he's, and basically he says, I want you to have life, and I want you to have it more abundantly. I want you to have it to overflowing. I want you to experience what that is. And to experience that kind of life, you've got to have light that breaks in. You've got to have light that breaks in to your, to your space, to your darkness. And you get a choice in this. You can say, no, I don't want you coming in. You can shut the door. You can shut the window. And you can stay in darkness, and that's your choice. But Jesus invites you to the light because that's the good news for everyone that every one of us in here is invited to know the light of Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. That Jesus is not just this little baby who comes to live on on this earth. Jesus is the risen king, reigning and invites us to have relationship with the God of all creation. The God who flung the stars into the universe. The God who created galaxies and shaped planets. That is the God who comes to every one of us and says, you get an invitation to know who I am. You get an invitation to know light. And that right there, that's good news. That is good news. And so when we look at this, we can say it's in times of darkness that light is seen the best. And I I really believe that. That's why I love Christmas is that the days get shorter. We just came through the shortest day of the year, right? It seems like you wake up in the morning, and it's like it's already getting dark, right? Anybody, you feel that? And, 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 and you're just, I can't wait for the days to kind of lengthen there to be more sunlight. And that's why I love this time of year is because we can ride around and you can see the lights. You can, you can, you can ride around neighborhoods and see all the lights. I love coming into my neighborhood and because I know when I'm getting close to home, I can see the lights coming from my house. There is a light that leads us us home, and that light is Jesus Christ. And I want you to uh, stand with me, because we're getting ready to uh, light some candles. And I'm going to ask, Kobe, if you'll bring me that. And I'm going to ask my my ushers if they'll get ready. Because this is how this, this looks. Jesus came to this world. Not just so that he can be light in this world, but that we could be touched by that light. That he could basically set us aflame. And that we get the chance to pass that along to someone else. So that's what this is a picture of, guys. When we do this, it's not just a pretty thing that we do at Christmas. You need to understand that when we're doing this, it is a picture of what Jesus and the mission that Jesus calls us to is to receive his light and to pass that light on. We get a chance to do that when we come and we allow Jesus to light our light. I'm going to go ahead and ask the ushers to go ahead and come light their lights and start passing that along. Usually we use this one right here, guys.